my check. All right, what's up, everybody? Um, it's it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, y'all. And uh, as I'm sure you all know, today is the official release of Yum Yum Bedlam. Now, normally, uh, I'm not keeping up with any, any new releases or anything like that. Uh, but I decided to to go renegade and actually listen to this entire album on release. And after doing so, I felt that since Mike was going to be taking an extra day to, uh, to record his, his bit on it because of all the other releases, since I'm only listening to this one and not paying shit attention to any of the other releases that I would give y'all my my track by track impressions um i've i've taken some notes for it almost like i would for a regular episode and uh yeah i'm just gonna run through this and tell you what i think of this entire album where it's it's almost going to be an entire review like we normally do um i'm not gonna be playing any of them because this you know this is a new thing and i don't want to i don't want to be doing that um and also i it this is a quick thing. I don't want to. I don't want to make this an entire thing, uh, because Mike's not here. Um, that's going to mean probably that there isn't going to be as deep coverage on all of these. We're not, I'm not going to talk about them as long as we usually do, because usually the only reason that we talk as long as we do, like I'll have sometimes a lot to say, but still not that much. And it's just whatever his response to what I say is, just you know, opens up discussion, and then we have our back and forth. Uh, until we move on and so we tend to run a little longer and yeah we just love to do that but we're not gonna have that it's just gonna be me and uh yeah uh no fago i do have my stein of water here though uh fago is gonna be for the actual episode that we are also recording but uh yeah let's let's just get right into it Good water. The intro. This is like quintessential ICP Joker card intro. Um, you got some classic Legs Diamond in there doing his thing. Uh, I'm glad they brought him back for this. And, you know, you listen to this and we know exactly what this Joker card is. The yum yum flower and the buds and all that. Um, representing loyalty. And the fragility of loyalty, how easily that bonds can break, uh, no matter how strong they may appear to be. And that's some pretty strong theming. Like, we've talked a lot about how the first deck had a lot of Joker cards that were kind of just interchangeable. It was all some flavor of be good or else hell. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but... um no, this one's tackling like a very specific idea, and that's kind of been the thing of the second deck. Um, Bang Pow Boom was more in the vein of old school, but Mighty Death Pop is, you know, talking about 
death in a different way than the race. Mighty Death Pop was definitely about not making bad decisions that's going to cut your life short. And also just sometimes circumstances that cut life short and, you know, tragedies and stuff in the case of things like Chris Benoit and all that. But, uh, yeah. Really good intro. Really, really atmospheric. Really just drags you into the the album right away and then we jump right the fuck into here comes the carnival they're not fucking kidding i am 100 percent sure that mike is happy to hear the calliope back we're just we're right in on the second track with a song for the juggalos um this is usually this kind of song is usually a later track you know you have things like uh like down with the clown a lot of a lot of tracks that address the juggalo family and um you know kind of, kind of just talking to the fans and giving out the thank yous and that kind of thing usually you see those at the end sometimes either ending an album in the case of things like juggalo family or whatever or coming just before the end um but this one they're just jumping right out in the beginning getting that with that, it's, again, the theme of, like, loyalty. They're starting out on a pretty positive note with it. Um, which doesn't exactly uh, carry through into track three, Wretched. Uh, this had an earlier release, uh, and I I didn't listen to it until now. But uh, here we, we start to dig into concepts of betrayal. Not just, like, the feeling of being hurt by somebody who has betrayed you, but also the feelings that you have having hurt somebody else, which is really, you know, really, really comprehensive and introspective of them. Like, you know, they're covering, covering the whole thing here. And that's really cool. Um, I think they both have solid verses on this. Um, I think, I think, you know, Shaggy, Shaggy sometimes doesn't seem to know what he's doing, but in this case, I, I think he, I think he's he's on it. You know, he's he, he's with it. I think for a lot of this album. Now we move on to Clown Drippin. <laughs> I, I I I know that at times I have a reputation for not being one who is into the Juggalo love songs. I tend to they just tend to be kind of whatever for me um there's something about the their approach to it that it's just not for me but a song entirely dedicated to pre-cum i am impressed with and it fucking slaps it's a lot of fun and shaggy was in fact grown in a lab precisely for making this kind of song <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. It's goofy. Good times. Moving on from that, we go on to Gangsta Code. A note, Juggalos. Not a gang. I'll remind you. But, Jay still wants y'all to know that he is committed to the Gangsta Code. Um, this kind of feels like another one of those tracks where they could have jacked a beat and made it into a Rida's track, except that's never going to happen again, so it's just here instead. Um, you know, 
that's that's just the reality of the riders. And I'm glad that they didn't because, uh, like I've said on the last riders thing that we covered, uh, past the first one, I didn't want to do any more of those. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. One track on here that kind of is reminiscent of it. Not bad. Up next, we got Queens. And this is kind of, it almost reminded me, not in like its overall style, but uh, it kind of kind of gave me vibes of like the Nedden game where Shaggy and Jay are kind of like pitted against each other in a way where they're going back and forth with stuff in that. Like that, that was, that that's what I was reminded of because uh, Jay steps up with, with his, with his thesis that all women are queens. Shaggy comes in with the counterpoint. If she breathes, she's a thought. And that's the song. <laughs> and that's what carries it. And hearing them going back and forth on this, doing the trade-offs, we love, we love trade-offs here. We still do. This, this, one, was, this one was a good time. Uh, some, some good flows on it. Uh, that they're really holding it down. Up next is Panic Attack. And this is an interesting one. Uh, there's an excellent showing on this track by Zug Island that they brought back for this. It is not a simple feat to cover a Dream Theater song, but they pull it off fucking clean. As usual, uh, not necessarily able to say the same for Jay. He did his best, and I'm sure there was a good bit of cleanup in the studio, but this is absolutely not the kind of song for his voice. But he went for it, and I can, I can respect that, even if I will not listen to this again, because, you know. I'd listen to an instrumental of it, though, because, again... Zug nailed it. All right, up next we have "Fuck Regret." No regrets, you know how that you know what they say. This is a beautiful track, like nearly perfect in every way. Be, like we have Jay and Shaggy talking very candidly about ways that they've messed up, and it's not necessarily like it's not exactly like a no regrets song. It's more about not allowing regrets to drag you down and kind of like eat you from the inside. Because, um, you know, they're, they're acknowledging ways that they've messed up and that they definitely don't feel good about having done. Like, they're not just, you know, excusing things that they've done, which is sometimes where the no regrets mindset goes to of just, you know forgiving yourself for everything that you do, including things that you've done to other people that <laughs> you can't just shrug off because you you definitely caused harm. Um, but, you know, they're, they're looking at it in a way of like, you know, you can't you cannot change the past, but you can do what you're able to to make things right as best you can. And all of those experiences, you know, make you the person that you are and they feel like having that they're proud of what they've become through all of that even like you know stupid mistakes that they've made or bad decisions that has 
just led them down whatever paths, but here they are at the end of it, and, you know, more ahead of them to go, and they're happy where they ended up. And that's that's pretty good. I can dig it. All right. Insomnia. I have had my fair share of trouble sleeping for a while. Not quite in like the marathon ways that insomniacs have. It's not like, a, you know, I'm, I'm up for days at a time or anything like that. But I am regularly kept up by anxiety and whatnot, hearing noises and shit. Uh, but I managed to not spend that time murdering people. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a, a, a classic J storytelling song. Um, I think it's pretty well done. It's got like that, um, it's kind of back to like a sleepwalker sort of thing. If I'm remembering, that's that, that's what sleepwalker is. I believe that's what it is, but it's not quite that. It's just being up for so long that, you know, you start seeing things and, you know, not seeing the real world in front of you anymore. Things are distorted and stuff. And so it causes him to go on a rampage cool track cool track could could be a hallow wicked it's 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 october it's it's halloween it could have been a it could be a could be a stealth hallow wicked anyway uh up next heart and soul vinnie dombrowski featured on this track former member of huey lewis in the news joining up with icp for another cover on this album like this is such a weird one uh, but in this case like Huey Lewis did not have like a super high range or anything like that and he had like that kind of rasp to his voice that kind of suits Jay's voice pretty well like he's he's definitely still pushing himself a lot more than what his normal range is comfortable with, but it's not so far that, you know, they weren't able to clean it up and make a really good track. If a very weird one in the middle of this album, it's, it's very strange a to have two covers and B to have this cover in particular. I'm next the drunk in the addict. Again, we've got Jay back on his storytelling. Uh, and it's almost a, um, we've, we've got shades of, uh, Halls of Illusion in here. Yeah, that's the one. Halls of Illusion. Uh, but not, not quite the same thing. It's somebody looking at what they may become if they're not careful. Um, it, it seems like kind of as, as he's gone along, Jay has started leaning more on telling these kinds of like cautionary tales. And it's not, it's not like they didn't do that beforehand but it seems like these kinds of um things are more real to him with what's gone on in his life lately and you're starting to see it come out more in his writing in tracks like this and you know it's pretty interesting to me so up next we have don't touch that flower and this one uh is kind of taking the same tack as uh a thing that we covered very recently, Sex, Drugs, Money, and Murder from Independence Day. 
uh, where each verse is its own scenario about a different kind of quote-unquote stereotypical woman that will ruin a man's life and how it's completely unthinkable that a guy could have any responsibility in a sexual relationship. You know how it is. That's that's really all I have to say about it. It's it's whatever. Coming up next, Slapnut, the Jokestas. Another classic Juggalo love song. Getting back on their weird sadomasochism stuff. Weird ideas of how sex and anatomy work in general. And I kind of got vibes of that... Um, Fuck, it was a Forgotten Freshness track, one of the, I believe, like, Ringmaster outtake ones. I don't remember which fucking one it was, but somebody will remember and tell me about it, and I'll be like, yeah, that's probably it. Whatever. There, You know, there's plenty of songs in the ICP repertoire where they have questionable understanding of how sex works, you know. That's that one. It's okay. It's it's whatever. Up next though, bitch I'm fine. This one gave me some some shades of the uh ending of Suicide Hotline from Hell's Pit. But uh more more in depth. Like the end where he uh snaps from the hotline thing to talking to his girl at the end, right? Um each verse is Jay and Shaggy more or less trying to shrug off a person who, like, means well and wants to help. But sometimes that can be really overbearing and put more stress on a person than it ends up helping. Um, you know, sometimes having somebody close to you, like, isn't somebody that you want to help you in certain ways, weird as it sounds. Like, you want somebody who you can trust, but it's still distinct from your friend and family group because it feels safer to confide in somebody like that because you know you you still have the gen like if you have these kinds of problems in general you always have that nagging feeling in the back of your head that somebody is going to say some shit to everybody else that you know and you just don't want that to happen so having somebody outside of that circle you feel more willing to speak to them on those matters and that, that's kind of the vibe that that this gives off um i love how throughout it they're kind of like making excuses and you know just like shrugging off like like nah it's just you know this or that but um over time they start letting more and more slip on what's really going on and how they feel and it's just a really cool touch to the song i think uh also really cool beat on this one um i did not look up any of the production on this or who did it but um generally this this whole album is really fucking tight on production um just just good stuff going on all around moving on we have carnival of lights here comes the carnival gave us a song for the juggalos and carnival of lights is here for that late album reprise of sorts um like i said you usually see these near the end of an album they decided to bookend, more or less. Um, this one's re really reminiscent of like a Wraith era song. It's very positive, talking about like their experiences on tour and with all of the stuff that goes on, like all of the stress of touring and that kind of stuff. Um, whenever they step out on stage and lights come on and there's this crowd fucking going wild, it 
it makes it worth it for them. And that's a really cool, cool thing to do. Uh, they, you know, they do things like these, they do tracks like this all the time, but still, um, whenever they do it, it's, it's always cool to hear. Um, I generally, I generally think that tracks like these are just really good when they do them. They, they're good at doing some cool, positive shit most of the time, even whenever they can get corny as fuck. So yeah. Up next, we got Ain't No Time featuring Roadside Ghost. This is an odd song, um, considering the current state of affairs. Um, they're talking a lot about getting older and how fleeting time can be and how in the grand scheme of things, the time spent on holding grudges and all that really isn't worth it. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting one for them to cover now or at any point throughout their career. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's... It's an interesting one. Uh, what the fuck is that song? Um, we can work it out. That is, it's it's that song. It's it's we can work it out, but it's it's not exactly exactly. Excuse me. Sorry. It's you know my voice is going a little. Um, but Roadside Ghost lays down a really good track on this. Uh, the kind of like a. <laughs> It always sounds like derogatory whenever I say this because, I mean, I guess it's kind of meant to be, but it's like a, a southern butt rocky kind of feel, but it works for the for the track and, you know, it all comes together. All right. Closing off this album, we have something to see. And I feel like we haven't had a good Shangri-La track like this in a while. Um, it's very reminiscent of Pass Me By, looking at, um, like an afterlife where they get to see everyone that they've been missing, and most importantly to this, leaving the past in the past. Um, with this and Ain't No Time coming back to back, it sounds like they're really not happy with how things shook out with Twisted and MNE as a whole. And while I don't see them reconciling anytime soon, really... It seems like they're hoping that there will come a time whenever, you know, they can just kind of put things behind them and be cool again, either in this life or the next. That's kind of like what the that that's part of what the vibe of it is. Um, there, there's there's definitely a lot of the idea of after, you know, when you're dead, <laughs> whatever had broke your bonds in life doesn't really apply anymore so it's kind of like the it, it is the final equalizer and it's also the final unifier of people and you know that's that's kind of like the the grand hope of of any person who you know believes in any kind of afterlife in that like it is uh a unification in the end. And that's it. That's the album. Um, I did not prepare a top three, nor am I going to do one. This isn't a standard uh, episode. This is, this is a hijacked mic check. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, this, this album is not just, 
ICP rehashing their glory days. It's not ICP diving into completely unfamiliar waters and letting the juggalo core audience drown. This is ICP taking over 30 years of experience doing what they do and synthesizing all of that into one coherent and, in my personal opinion, masterful fucking album. This is a good fucking album. Um, you know, uh, I, I personally find, like, you know, we've covered so much already, but, like, Great Malenko is, is very much a front-to-back, solid fucking album. If anything, like, I could take, like, one or two tracks off of it, but even then, whenever we were going over what tracks we would take off, it wasn't, wasn't like, an easy choice to make. <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult, because everything's pretty fucking good. And this is another one of those albums. It's a really fucking good album. Like, I could, I could shrug off, you know, one or two tracks on it. Slap is whatever, and don't touch, or not, yeah, yeah. Don't Touch That Flower is just, uh, I roll my eyes a little bit on it, and that's whatever. I think Panic Attack, yeah, no. But the majority of this is a good fucking album. Um, and yeah, uh, that's about it. I, uh, I don't really have anything else. Uh, that that was all. You guys should go go give a listen to this, and you know, give give me your thoughts on on it if you've already listened to it or whatever. And um, yeah, let let me know. Let me know if I was correct about any of this. I didn't listen to the fucking album. I bullshitted my whole way through this. Of course, they didn't do a fucking cover of "Panic Attack" by Dream Theater, "Heart and Soul" by Huey Lewis in the news. The fuck it. What the fuck? What the fuck? Come on. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's all. I just, I really wanted to do this. I did take notes. I took notes this about every single track, and just based on the title, I went with it. I want to know how close I got. Let me know. Peace.